We are chatting this afternoon with a very interesting person from the Eastern Cape. Her name is Chantal Murray, and she is from Camdebu Cottages, but she is so much more than that. She's also a local Eastern Cape tour guide and really loves guiding visitors to the Valley of Desolation. She's going to have to tell us what that is all about and the Camdebu National Park. She offers some very interesting historical walking tours through Craft Lynette with a big focus on local personalities. Her main stream business, her main core business is, of course, Camdebu Cottages, which is situated in the heart of the historical Craft Lynette. And as we know, Crafrinet is the fourth oldest town in South Africa, and it is cradled in a meander of the Sundays River with the historical centre of Crafrinet, which has maintained much of its unique old world charm character. And how wonderful to be guided through this by Chantal Murray. Chantal, welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. It's such a pleasure to have you with us today. And thank you for hosting me. That will be lovely to explore the town of Raffinet with you. Although you're not physically here, I think it's lovely if I can just sort of like, you know, take you on a wonderful trip through my beautiful town and that you get to see what visitors come to see. Although you're not physically seeing it, I hope in well, your Well, we're going to be are. there pretty soon and we're so looking That's forward true. to experiencing it. We've just done an armchair travel through Craddock. So we're looking forward to the armchair travel with you. So firstly, tell us a little bit about you, Chantal. You, you're a tour guide in the Eastern Cape and you're doing some very interesting things. Please tell us what a typical day is like for you and what it means to be a tour guide in this space. I think if you're born and bred in the Eastern Cape, you know, long before COVID, you had to learn to have a side hustle. And I think also in tourism <laughs> in general, you always have to have more than one finger in a pie. So, you know, um, I grew up on a farm in the Eastern Cape. I, um, um, I, I love nature. I love animals. And I think that sort of like slowly but surely cultivated me into the person I am today. And I'm very fortunate to take people on a quite regularly throughout the week. I take people around my town into the national park and they give me four hours of their time and I oh, try wonderful. Yeah, incorporate like you know nearly 45 years of my life of what I've experienced I try and sort of like jam pack into that tour so I don't just do the history I don't just do you know the beautiful scenery we've got but I like to have that feeling when people leave the Eastern Cape that they've got a feeling for what the people are about because I always tell my guests that is what um, the Eastern Cape is about, all about. It's about the people, the personalities, the warm-heartedness, the, the quirkiness. And, you know, when people start laughing with you about people they've never met, but they realize that they will remember, I think that is important, you know, to to get like a fondness for the people that stay in a place that is so wonderful. And that we don't all just, you know, move to the city because, you know, I think universally in throughout the world, you know, they, they call it urbanization, but it's about, you know, clinging to what's like yours. And I think the Eastern Cape is very much that. That's what tourism in the Absolutely. Eastern Cape is all about for me. Well, I love that you say that the best resource in the Eastern Cape is its people, because I can remember the various tourist attractions and how excited I was and what fun we have. But I'm always left with the warmth and the amazing feeling, the that feeling of love you cannot explain that is typically Eastern Cape. It's just a huge hug, 
uh, it's a town, it's it's a it's a province that gives you a huge hug uh, whenever you get there. Now, Chantal, these walking tours must be pretty exciting because you get to meet local personalities. Will you share a little bit about that with us? I think those of you that have visited Grafenet or have seen a picture of Grafenet, iconically, it's always that beautiful Dutch Reformed church we have in the center of town. You know, it's got that beautiful gray and white. It's elaborate. It's sort of iconic. You can't miss it. And we normally start at the church. And very interesting about it is that it's one of the few churches in South Africa that has a chimney, but the the fireplace has never been used. And the reason for that is, is that... Yeah, it's also very interesting because, you know, the first church that was ever built in Grafenet, which was in 1792, so we're dating back, you know, to the 1700s now, that church actually burned down. So when they finally built this church, which we are calling the Grootkerk, you know, the big church Mm -hmm. in the center of town, they actually copied Salisbury Cathedral, one of the Anglican cathedrals in the UK. And so there's a fireplace in Salisbury. So our church also had to have one. And therefore, we've got this quirky, never been used fireplace. And you can actually go into the church, which is still such a nice experience to be able to visit, you know, inside and to see, first and foremost, you know, some of the silverware that was used by the then minister when the church was built was Charles Murray and pre his predecessor was his dad, Andrew Murray, that came mm-hmm. all the way from Scotland. So we've got a nice English history, you know, typical South Africa, and it blends nicely the Afrikaans and the English. And sticking with the English across from the church, we've got the Coldstream Guards um, occupying what then was the men's club in Grafenet. Luckily, they saw the light. 1994, women was also allowed to frequent at our Grafenet club, as it's now fondly called. Some people still refer to it as the men's club. And that <laughs> was a beautiful you still building. have lots of those around, right? Yes, we call it like stunning. And then from there, you go down, um, you know, what we call Church Street. And Church Street is very wide, reason being for ox wagons to be able to turn around. So you've got everything in town still has a purpose, you know. And it's very unique about Crawfordnet that we're very much retaining still the 1800 character of Crawfordnet. And it's actually all to do with one gentleman. You know, one of our um, benefactors for Hoffernet is actually Dr. Anton Rupert. You know, he was born Oh, wow. That's interesting. And he subsequently established a company called the South African Historical Homes. And that is focused primarily on ensuring that, you know, heritage buildings retain exactly their, I don't want to say the, the street view that we've had since the 1800s. That's what Grafenet is aiming for. So whenever there's development, whenever there's anything happening in town, um, South African Historical Society will ensure that Grafenet, that is our epicenter still, is these old buildings. And we're so proud to um, sort of visitors to be able to see it and to reminisce about, can you imagine when ox wagons were still turning around? And we've got numerous verandas that with brookie lace, so oh, is that trellis work. And most of Raffinet's buildings is painted um, white and green. So you can see the historical um, buildings of importance quite far away. And mm-hmm. some of them still have thatched roofs. So walking town 
um, walking in the town of Rafa, it is really um, an experience because you it's tangible that we're still dealing with one like 150 years ago and that people are very proud to modernize, but only in the interior of the building and keeping the exterior as old fashioned as with still the old shutters in front of the windows and the fan lights, the windows above the doors, you know, so it's really an experience for people that realize that Hrofrenetas work together as a, as a community to ensure that we've got all these old um, buildings still to proudly show visitors. We're also curious to hear about what the value of desolation is. We're curious and it sounds ominous. Please tell us more. No, this also comes back from years ago. So let's go back to the Koi in the Sand when they were still very much active in this area. Our valley, our um, narrow area between two mountains, have got a lot of speckboom. So speckboom is this green um, succulent that is very important because it actually um, does photosynthesis. 24 hours a day. So because we've got a lot of speckworm, they refer to this area as the Kamdebuer. And today that is our national park, is the Kamdebu National Park. So when you enter the national park, you assume you have to like drive out of town and go via a gate. And there is, there is an entrance area. However, Crawford is the only town in South Africa that's totally surrounded by a national park. So so, so actually what it oh, implies is staggering Yes, it's amazing. So the minute you leave town, you're actually in the park and you have the opportunity of seeing animals and everything. But not just that, 14 kilometer drive up a mountain, you get to see these sheer cliffs, these beautiful dolerite um, formations that are like 120 meters high. And they're just there, you know, they, and that's why we recommend people to go for sunset because it's quite nice to see the last ray of the sun reflects or reflect of these like oxidized red dolerite rocks. So it's a really phenomenal experience. Sunset is always in, no matter where you are in the world, I always say a sunset is a special place because you relax and you sort of drink in nature. But up there, it's, it's, additional and specialness and the reason why I say that is you get to see how powerful nature is because you stand there and you can see some nights about 150 kilometers to the horizon and you realize that there's so much more out there and that we should protect it we should keep it for our um, future generations and, and that we should treasure what we've got and just sit still and sit on a rock and watch the colors change and watch the, um, I would say, the slow setting of the sun and the colors on the horizon, the clouds. You know, I can, I can get all lyrical about it because I see it so often. It sounds but like I, it's Chantal. And you've got one <laughs> more minute really enjoy it. with us because We've, we're so enthralled, we haven't even realized how the 15 minutes have sped along. Uh, so I would like you to just bring us back and, and start to wind up um, this great service offering that you have. Any last advices, any last words to get us even more excited about your offering at Camp Dibble Cottages and the National Park? I think when people plan their holidays, they need to realize that within not just my town, but numerous little towns um, throughout South Africa, you need to spend some time there, quality time, to drink in the history, the people. So when you plan your holiday, 
always set aside two nights. That's the first thing I would recommend. Mm -hmm. Don't rush it. Come to the Karoo, book two nights, come and explore, walk the street, meet the people, eat the cook sister, you know, taste the coffee, help yourself to a slice of milk tart, you know, that kind of thing. It's what makes the, the Karoo still tick. Go and experience it. And then take these alternative roads. Do the dirt road. Go and see the mountain zebra in our national park. Go and explore and stand on top of a cliff and look and go, oh, my word, when last have I seen the horizon? And to realize this is what our forefathers did. They were explorers. Absolutely. We, we sometimes get so bogged down that we, we sit never behind forget. a desk and then yeah. we schedule exercise and we don't get to just be. And I think that if one took a break every so often in a space like this, it's just completely rejuvenating. We will definitely be happier people if we spend time out in just in the outdoors. I agree with you. And I think you were there, you realize what the values are that you have to cling to. And the values that are the core values, I think, of the Kuru is definitely that. It's family, you know, supporting each other, helping and living off nature, you know, like, well, you know, being I can tell you, Chantal, we cannot wait to see you. Oh, fantastic. We cannot wait to do this whole experience with you. And uh, I'm so excited to be able to share video and footage with our listeners when I come back. And I just want to say thank you. It's been so great. It's just gotten us super excited about our trip. And thank you so much for the detailed share on everything that is the Graf Renette and Camdebu area. We're super, super excited. We look forward to seeing you later in the week. I can't wait to see, show you more. And I can't wait for the listeners to come and explore. So have a wonderful day and see you soon in the Karoo. We are chatting this afternoon with Lisa Kerr. She is the manager of Detace Hasey and the Victoria Manor. And before we go to Lisa, we want to chat a little bit about the beautiful town of Craddock, which is in the Karoo Heartlands, lying on the banks of the beautiful Great Fish River and what was intended as a Boer fort to contain the Kosa who competed for grazing ground for their cattle in this part of the country. Now, Craddock has a special place because it really is a heartland, besides being in the Karoo heartland. It is a place of literary legends, war heroes, and anti-apartheid struggle icons. And I remember from my time living in the Eastern Cape, we would venture out to the beautiful town of Craddock to seek out some person who was a living legend or a cultural icon or a struggle hero that we had heard about almost like a, a mythical figure, and then go out and do an oral interview or a discussion with this person, you know, uh, to put together the pieces of an amazing history and a beautiful puzzle. Lisa, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show, Jet Setting with Janet, with us today. And I believe that you are the manager of Detace Hasey. I love that word. And the Victoria Manor. Now, we can la wax lyrical about oh, Craddock, but we would love to hear from you as a resident of Craddock. And then you're going to tell us a little bit about Detace Hasey and Victoria Manor. So over to you. What is it like in Craddock today? Oh, thank you. It's absolutely lovely. I'm not a fan of winter. So the day is nice and warm. It's probably um, about 20 degrees. 
and um, quite a lot of our blossoms have come out. So I'm oh, in a very good beautiful. Mood. Yeah, no, it absolutely it's absolutely such a lovely time of the year. So I absolutely love spring. So now details hasty, very quaint sounding. What is that all about? Okay, so basically, um, if I may just say that it's taste hasa in plural, the reason it's taste hasa is because we Detaces in Victoria Manor is a street hotel. The Tessa derives its name from the ox wagon makers and harness makers that used to live here in the 1840s through to the early 1900s, as well as the farmers that had a taste haste in town um, because their farms, say they were 20, even 30 k's out of town, it would take them a whole day to come to Craddock to church, and then they'd want to have a little house in town. So that's what Tessesa means. So and I believe that you could sit originally. Apologies. I believe you could sit on the veranda and watch the world go by. Yes, that's absolutely what it's about. And there are actually also other really beautiful stories of how, um, because everybody that lived in the street, they were very communal and convivial. So in the afternoons, um, if someone had a goat in their backyard, it'll jump back to its original owner. And we actually still have lovely fruit trees, quimquats and peaches and grapes and oranges and lemons and pomelos, et cetera, et cetera. So basically what, what these people used to do and what we still do is they used to take the goods from their garden and give it to their next door neighbors. So it's just oh, actually such a lovely delightful. tradition. Now, Lisa, I'm a great fan of a spa, right? It's my absolute treat. And I believe that Craddock is possibly best known for its natural sulfur springs. Is that somewhere that you frequent? So it it is a huge, big um, attraction, but it's currently not in in use. So we're hoping that someone's just made a public-private partnership with the municipality and that they'll be taking it over and reviving it. So the whole idea of Craddock's Natural Springs is very alluring. And in fact, it's why people have been coming to Craddock for, for centuries, because the sulfur water is so healthy, our climate's so healthy. And we actually have some beautiful stories of people that met in the late 1800s, early 1900s that came to Craddock, especially for um, the sulfur baths as well as the healing weather in Craddock. So they used to come from the UK and come and spend some time here and then get better. That sounds exciting. I think a public-private partnership is definitely the way to go. It works so well. And I was just saying that People migrated in order to take the cure. They came to Craddock for the cure. Absolutely, yeah. Um, at, so it actually has been quite famous. So hopefully we'll have it back up and running as soon as possible. I can't wait. You must please give me the heads up and I will be there in a flash. Well, see, Janet. <laughs> oh, good. Now, one of our favorite South African authors, Olive Schreiner, also wrote her novel, The Story of an African Farm, 
whilst working as a governess in the district. So yes. can you go and find that spot? Is it easy to find? Do you see re resemblances to the novel as you walk through the town? Okay, so that's actually, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, the Olive Shriner's Grave is public property, but it's only accessible through a private private farm so you do need to get permission before absolutely before you go to where olive shriner wrote her books and her grave but in the town of craddock there is an amazing museum which is an amazwi museum which used to be known as the national english literary museum it's based in grahamstown and basically it gives you so much information about olive shriner so even if it's difficult for you to get to the places that Olive frequented, the museum is very enlightening. However, if you are coming from far, we can arrange um, a visit up to one of the farms where she wrote her book, um, books, I should say, and also up to her grave. So it's definitely possible, but um, with prior arrangement. I would so appreciate that because it is a heritage site and I don't think anybody wants people traipsing through without prior arrangement. Perfectly understandable. Now we have a crisp three and a half minutes left, Lisa, and I know that you've taken us on a wonderful little um, foray around the town of Craddock with its beautiful oak trees. I want you to just hone in and tell us a little bit about your establishment, Dutase Hesa and the Victoria Manor. So, as I said, Dutesesa depicts the lifestyle of the ox wagon makers in the 1800s. We're very fortunate that Victoria Manor is a hotel and has always been a hotel since the 1840s. So, if you could picture a street of beautiful candy-striped houses, and when I say houses, it's important to remember because you'd be staying in a house rather than a hotel room. So you have a little kitchen or a lounge, you have lots of space. Then the hotel acts as our reception as well as our restaurant um, venue. And we also offer beautiful traditional dinners. And what actually is very exciting as well is right now as we speak, we have a whole group of ladies that are dressed up in a vintage theme having oh, lunch. Oh, that's so wonderful. Really it really lends itself to wonderful atmosphere and fantastic um, events that happen here. And we're also making our way down to the Eastern Cape as part of the Women X uh, Women's Day Satsa fam trip. And we're so excited about it. Now, when you talk about dress up, you must please give us some advice on what we should consider wearing because I think that there's going to be a visit and what we can do, it's really 1800s, you know, decor-inspired and fashion-inspired. And I see that you also have a beauty salon in your establishment. Yes, we do. So it's simple treatments, um, hand and nail treatments, and then also massages. So it's just nice and relaxed. And I think that's the whole thing that we also want to just say about the Peru. The people are friendly and we are very chilled. So it makes for a lovely, relaxing time. And we're so looking forward to seeing you, Janet. We are super excited as well, Lisa. 
So before we say goodbye to you, are there any gems you want to share with us about the area? So I think um, just a few highlights. Obviously, the Mountains Ever National Park is on our doorstep, 10 kilometers away. We offer three of the big five, and there's also cheetah tracking, which is absolutely amazing. Oh, phenomenal. Our cultural heritage, as you've alluded to, is really amazing. And one of the highlights is the Craddockville Garden of Remembrance, which is actually where I'm going to be taking at the group of ladies up for a nice sundowner experience. Mm. Oh, people. Oh, Will there really? be bubbles, Lisa? You know, <laughs> ladies and bubbles are winning combination. I know, absolutely. <laughs> and then the other thing that I'm also going to highlight is our wonderful people. So we have oh. a lady that makes beautiful crocheting, crocheting items. So we're going to get her involved and try and teach people to crochet. We've got Zola that has an incredible tree farm within the town, mulberries, figs, pecanuts, and pomegranates and we're going to be showing oh, everybody that we're also going to be going to our restaurants and having a bit of a food demo and black sheep is on the golf course so we're going to give people exposure to cradokins on a saturday afternoon so it's just a mm. nice mix of just we want you to come and meet and see and feel the local people and local flavors Wonderful. Lisa, I cannot tell you, we are so excited to come to you. It sounds idyllic. And, you know, I do believe that the Eastern Cape is my spiritual home. I miss it so much. I have fond memories, so I'm looking forward to tracing back my steps and spending a little bit of time with you and the rest of the warm people of the Eastern Cape. I just want to say a quick thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And we're looking forward to seeing all of this in person and making some interesting conversations and video. And yes, we can't wait. Can't wait to see you. Take care. Thank you, Janet.